Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we are back into our season four programming. Our regularly scheduled programming. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's fun to get back to it. We took a little uh, time during the quarantine. Apparently the quarantine's over, but, you know, COVID's spiking again. Yeah, so COVID's who the fuck knows? The highest <laughs> numbers that it's like ever been in Los Angeles. It's yeah. fucking huge. Yeah, uh, I'm not going out anytime soon yeah, to I'm sit a at a scared. restaurant. Yeah, um, I I did go out recently because I had a friend that I wanted to spend some time with, and yeah. we we planned on just taking a walk, but he wanted to get some food, so we sat out at a place called Green Leaves, a little vegetarian place, and I just was like was like, sorry, I want to sit outside and also I'm going to keep my mask on the entire time yeah. until I'm actually putting food in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, man. It's fucking hard. I, we, went, uh, we went yesterday to this uh, water ice place, Happy Ice, on Melrose. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> we went there and it was, we were pretty, pretty good socially distanced uh, in the line. And then we... I like didn't eat until we were like around the block where nobody was. So that was the first time we like got, well, I've like ordered food. Like I've gotten takeout and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten takeout a lot. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. But Uh, yeah, I'm not hanging out with no mask eating in a fucking front of birds out across the street for me. People are so crazy. I, I walk the dog past like, just like, a hundred people eating on the street for at La Poubelle and at Birds. I'm like these motherfuckers. Like, yeah, I'm the same way. I've did a Am couple. Am I revealing of pro- where my where I live too much? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, they can figure out the neighborhood. They can't figure out the my the house. Hou- the house. So. But I'm the same. I went on a couple of the protests I've gone to. We would end with marches. And I remember marching past like Covell and a couple of places. And there's just people without masks just hanging out to drink. Just and you're just watching also a protest go on. And you're just like. <laughs> You've seen dumb. that vi- that picture, right? Of like, it's like five white people out to brunch eating <laughs> as like the Black Lives Matter march goes past them. Like, Cool dudes, you guys are going to be published in a history book. I hope you like that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope like, you like that picture for the rest of time, like being used like, in kids' essays in college. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck are you thinking? I would be mortified if I was that human. Yeah. <laughs> but again, also, I didn't do that. So I guess, <laughs> I, don't know, man. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But have no plans on going to sit inside a restaurant. I mean, if some, I don't even know when I'll be comfortable yet, just yet when I'd be, because if there is a situation, yeah, it's going to be like, can we sit on a patio? Can we be outside? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I get being like stir crazy and wanting to go, but like, I'm just fucking I don't know. I'm seeing pictures of like ventilators. They got to put a tube down your throat. And then if Gross. it's in for a couple of weeks, you have to like get rehab for your fucking esophagus getting torn up and you have to like have a catheter and like pain meds and shit to hold you still. Cause you're like lying with your neck backwards. So this like, it's fucked up, dude. It like 
Google a picture of a fucking ventilator and how it goes into your body, and then you will not want to go to a restaurant. <laughs> like, I wow. don't like it's fucking. I thought it was like a mask over your face, and you could like read a book. It's totally not. It's like really fucking bad. Not that I. Th- I mean, I don't know. Sorry. Read a book. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll just like read. <laughs> It's like, I mean, no, and, you'll be yeah. unconscious, bitch. <laughs> like, you'll be dead. Yeah. Fuck that. It's scary, um, man. It's it fucking is all, scary. Yeah, it is scary. And it's, it's one of those things where I think it's interesting that we just don't know everything about it, but people are just claiming to, either that it's fake or we did just, or they just know everything. It's, it's all confusing. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, bad. listen, I distrust the government as much as anybody. <laughs> For sure. But I... I, I have friends of, you know, like people that I know whose family members have died. I'm like, okay, I'll take your fucking word for it. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to not trust about the government, but also it's like <sighs> every conspiracy theory sounds insane. So I'm just like, what? And even if they created it, even if if the government created it in a lab, it still got loose. It's still ex- it's still out. It's there. out and about. <laughs> Bill Gates got it into all of our lungs. Uh, those are the craziest. When you go down a deep dive, I'm just like, what, dude? And I do a lot because uh, my mom believes like eighty percent of them. I'm like, uh, I gotta start googling these to just see how crazy you are. <laughs> yeah. It's... Listen. There are, you know, a handful of right, white rich people do run the world. That's true, but <laughs> it's not a. It's sure. just, it's just overt. It's not a yeah. secret. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Oh god. Uh, I wish well. there was hell, <laughs> so these guys could go to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of just continuing to be reincarnated as more horrible people. <laughs> right. Just replaced by their evil or sons. Uh, all right. Well, since we're on this tirade, yeah. <laughs> uh, since before we get to actually getting to what we're excited to talk about within this episode, yeah. which is Darkness Calls. Very excited. It's, I mean, literally the last episode before the quarantine episodes we recorded was... A little episode Mignola to Fregredo because we were very excited for this transition to occur because yeah. his art is awesome and there's further evolution for our main character Hellboy. But before we can get to that first um, in our story, Darkness Calls, in the first two uh, chapters, we have to just we need to touch on this because I think it is part of the world that one uh, affects our readings going forward in a, in a real world sense. Um, this is about, um, assuming most listeners out there have already seen, um, or read in detail, uh, Shauna Gore, who's an editor, a comic book editor who once worked for Dark Horse, um, released a statement that talked about her, um, uh, sexual assault by, um, the past editor of, of Hellboy, um, Scott Alley. I'm not going to read her. I'm not going to read her, her statement. Uh, not my place to read that. Yeah, not my I mean, place. it's available online. Yeah. This bummer train continues of just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So. I mean, it started coming out of like Warren Ellis, Jason Latour, many others, of course, out there. Um, my thing is like, 
the focus should be on the victims. I'm happy that we're believing them because we should have always been believing them. Um, it's sad that it takes sometimes it takes this takes a while for the shit to come out. You know what I mean? And it's not. I don't blame them. I don't blame anybody. It's just. I mean, the world has changed. They were talking about it in 2015 too. So it's like it takes a while for shit to get taken seriously too. Yeah, and I mean, there's some there's some complexion in there too because I, I what I've read is that the actions that took place in 2015 were were described to be due to alcoholism. Which right. is a disease that totally. needs to be taken seriously as but well. Human beings are complicated and can have many layered problems. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. like um, like my grandpa was a hardcore alcoholic, like crawling home from the bar kind of alcoholic, and he uh, he never sexually assaulted anyone as far, as far no. as I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I pray to God. <laughs> <sighs> I know, right? You know what I, I mean? mean? <laughs> like it's like al- alcoholism doesn't excuse you from no uh like molesting people and shit no it doesn't i know a lot of alcoholics who are just (laughs) self-destructive not yeah outwardly outwardly destructive to others yeah i mean it's like it is like it's interwoven like there are things you know but it's like it doesn't one thing doesn't excuse the other yes 100 percent agree with you um my biggest thing is I'm happy that our culture is unfortunately at a snail's pace is change that, that people, um, particularly women like Shauna Gore can come forward and feel supported. It's to me, yeah. the sad part is it's taken so long that our culture had to, ch- has changed to allow that to happen because before it just no one believed or we just shut it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. If dudes aren't the ones getting molested, they don't want to believe it about their friend who's nice. And yeah, you know, you know, or you just sucks. Or, yeah, and I think that I did. I mean, one thing I don't know if I need to address this because I don't want to defend Mignola. I don't want to defend Dark Horse. I mean, Mignola the, the, did release that statement. Yeah, I think everybody can go and read his statement. I've seen people, there's backlash to that saying that, well, they knew in 2015 of his behavior. I don't want to defend Mignola because I think that he has his own shit to have to deal with the fact that he had to continue to work with Scott Alley and have to reflect on on his own. But I do also want to say that, like, I none of us, none of us are in those conversations, None of us, I wasn't, I I mean, shit, until I, no one's there to actually hear what people are saying to each other. Meaning like, hey, there, people that are predators or abusive, they tend to lie. And if you're already close to somebody and you have a relationship with them, you are probably more prone to give them a little leeway and maybe even believe a lie. And then some people probably you, wouldn't um, even tell you. Like if it was like if you if you were a good friend with somebody who perpetrated this kind of shit, um, and like that bad person did some fucked up shit to me, and like I didn't really know you, I wouldn't go running to you and be like, "Hey, your friend." Like I, maybe I would, but I, not likely. I wouldn't be like, "Let me just go get yelled at by this other dude who already supports this guy." Like. You know, yeah. it's like you're not 
Although I saw some, I saw a cool post on Instagram. I think Cody Ziegler posted it, who yeah. was a guest on a podcast that was like, if I'm friends online with your abuser, please tell me and I'll stop following them. And like, if I follow somebody who like did anything horrible, like I'll unfollow them. I just like, let me know and I'll, I'll follow them right away. I was like, okay, that's, that's like, it's a cool thing to be like giving the benefit of the doubt to people. You're not asking for an explanation. You're not asking for like exhibit one, two, and three, like for sure. Or exhibit ABC. I don't know how evidence works, but you <laughs> know, Hopefully you it's never like, have to be in a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> I pray. I'm doing a lot of praying lately. I've yeah. found God. <laughs> I I agree with that. I mean, there there are going to be like again that comes down to belief, and I think that is the the, the positive change of the culture is yeah. that we're believing, we're listening more. But also backing up a little, I'm like people that are just sort of like angry and like, well, I people knew this. That's been around forever. I'm like, unfortunately. Rumors are never been enough, and it's not until our culture has changed that it's allowed women to comfortably, because our culture has been a primarily patriarchy, god awful, run by men, white men. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, Kate. You can speak to this better. But I mean, in comics, of, certainly, yeah, in comics, yeah, comics culture. I feel like they've they've had to hold stuff in, like Shauna Gore. For so long, and now they're very now we're changing to allow it to be like I can openly share this and be supported. Yeah, because I'm going to use a weird circumstance that just came out. The guy, whatever that guy, damn Richardson or whatever his name is, I'm glad I can't remember his name. The <laughs> actor, the actor from that '70s show who just recently finally got brought in by the DA in Los Angeles, California, a DA who's also bad. Um, for rape charges. Before oh, Danny, I, Danny Masterson. That's his name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Before I even moved to LA, I was in Sundance and had heard those rumors of him being a, a rapist. Holy shit. Unfortunately, rumors don't fucking make shit happen. Yeah. And because our culture has been so shitty to women, and kept them fucking uncomfortable without being able to speak out that I think people need to take a check with themselves before they're like, well, you heard the rumors. You should have done something. It's like fucking let's now move forward and make it. So it's not about your victory about being right and more about you shutting the fuck up and listening to these victims. So real fucking change can happen. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. And I'm sort of on my, I'll admit I'm a little bit on a soapbox as well. Cause I've never had to be put in that position. Maybe I will have to be in the future. I I mean, that, but. I mean, I think like, uh, you know, it's hard when you're somebody like if you're going to a, a festival and you're like not somebody who is involved with like, who's just like a higher, somebody with sway. Like it's hard when you have no sway, but you can still, if you're on this like lower rung of whatever thing that you like, or that you're participating in the least you can do is like, if you hear a rumor like that, like give it some credence, like give it, give it some thought and like, don't be, 
don't be like, I don't want to spread rumors about something. Like, ask people. Be like, have you heard this yes. shit? Have you heard any other shit? Like, it's not like it's not like gossiping necessarily. It's not like writing on the bathroom wall because you're like, literally, there's probably somebody's, you know, health and well-being depends on this kind of shit. Like, it's like... I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a it's a hard it's a hard thing because, yeah, I guess like gossip and rumors. It's hard to know what to believe, but like, if you know, it's kind of like a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. Yeah. If you're hearing a lot of shit about this uh, person being creepy or like being gross to people, fucking assaulting people, like. I don't know. Women don't make that shit up real. Like there's such there's this big I mean, even now there's like such a big like group of people who believe that women make this kind of shit up for attention <laughs> and you don't want that kind of a heat on you. That's fucking that's bad. Yeah. People don't people realize come at you like people come at you yeah. if you say that if you accuse somebody, especially somebody higher up, like she, if she was working in comics for as long as as Scott Alley, like Mignola was saying, he's worked with her almost as long as Scott Alley. Like she's been in this business when I'm sure it was even worse, like when it was even like more misogynistic, like there are probably even fewer women doing it. There's like a super toxic like environment where you're like competing when you're, when there are so few women working in it, it's like you're competing against the other women there just to hang like that shit's hard and it is changing, but it's like, ah, man, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just fucking rambling at this point. No, it's just I think such it's great. A, it's a shitty situ- blob of garbage in my head. It really is. And the best thing is, the best thing is, is that the victims are being heard. The action has, I hate that it took, I hate, like everybody else, I hate that it takes so long for action to actually happen. But I'm, I'm happy to see that people are taking action. People are being heard. Yeah. Um, that the culture is changing. And I think it's up to, up to now the new creators and the new, the new like popular creators and the people that are still working as well as fans, as well as us that have podcasts that, you know, might be, at sometimes feel like we're talking to a void, but just speak out about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, keep and, the culture and not, changing. Yeah. And not support, you know, not giving your money to people who are fucking complete shit, which sucks because <laughs> Scott <laughs> Alley, I mean, he's no longer working for a dark horse, right? Yeah, he's not. They're no longer quoting me. The thing is, I think it is complicated because. What sucks is, and I read a little bit of this online, is that especially in comic books, and I think this is in a lot of fields. Yeah. People are like, yeah, take them, fire them, get rid of them. But unfortunately, in the, in the laws of the land as well and contracts and everything, we don't see those contracts. It's like an actor. I bet you Kevin's Sp- – I'm going to use Kevin Spacey as an example here. Yeah. Kevin Spacey will probably never work as an actor again, right? But he'll, he doesn't need to, right? He, he gets residuals to. off of he gets, everything. He has fucking two Oscars. Two of those movies constantly probably still, anytime they stream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Sam Mendes, who is a great director, made a movie that people loved. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Or whatever. K-Pax, whatever bullshit he made that people yeah. like. <laughs> it's like. I burned, <laughs> my, I burned my K-Pax Blu-ray. <laughs> I threw it on the fire. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's like, if anything, it's like, yeah, but like some of these people, they're going to still get paid for a certain amount of time. Their names are still going to be on stuff that we like. Like, I'm, I, 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 I mean, I completely believed Shauna Gore. I fucking hate and despise the actions that Scott Alley did. Yeah. I don't want to support Scott Alley, but also I have to, I have to then also keep myself in check and go like, yeah, but I still like Mignola's art. I already bought these books. If I want to, I'm, I'm comfortable not buying more of them. You know what I mean? Not purchasing more to be like, okay, or check. I really do wonder. I'm like, well, what if, if, if they make like compilations or something in the future, what cut of that goes to this man? Like, you know, you have to wonder, like, are you still financing this person? (laughs) Like, exactly. You know, it's, he should have to not, I mean, there's a party that wishes like, yeah, I hope that, but again, I don't know the legal ramifications. Let's just go on eBay and buy used or something. It's really hard to yeah. like ethically purchase shit. And there's like this thing of like, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism because everybody, somebody's always exploited. But like you can, if you yeah. can avoid giving money directly to some, to a one visible person, you know, it's I don't know. Buy used shit, right? Yeah. Go to the fucking ha- library. Buy used shit. Read the library. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I I, I, I I don't see myself. I mean, I want to continue the podcast unless unless our listeners truly voice that we should stop doing the podcast. I doubt that. <laughs> I, right? I doubt that, too. But hell, I mean, I, I don't, don't want to stop What's doing it? it either. It's like it, it's like, I don't know, separating art from artists. But the but this isn't really Scott Alley's art. I mean, he has made yeah. contributions contributions to it but i think that's the hard thing is that like it's really difficult to be like okay this is a lot of art is collaborative like this where many names on it so it's like well i want that guy to fuck off right i want to hurt him by not but there's like a team of other people am i hurting other people too because because in the end his action this is the shit that it really comes down to his shitty actions affect so many people yeah do you know what i mean and that's what it really comes down to is like, in the end, it's teaching our fucking new little boys that this shit, educating them better than we have in the past. Yeah. And s- teaching them that this fucking shit is wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Just like <laughs> publicly calling him out and being like, fuck off. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> like this behavior is bad. <laughs> It's wrong. And you it will are always a piece be wrong. Of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's none of that. So you should give, yeah. you should be like, okay, everyone, if you want to skip uh, really sad topics for, <laughs> skip ahead <laughs> one hour into the podcast. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> well, being, maybe listen to it. It's kind of important. I don't know. I think this is very important. Yeah. And I, I mean, so. As soon as we, as soon as it came out, I was like, we have to, we have to talk about it. We can't yeah. just push it aside. So I think it's very important. I'm glad you're, we're both willing to talk about it. Totally on board. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. Fuck him. I did unfollow him. I will gladly <laughs> say that on my That's own good. account, our, our, our podcast account, I was like, I don't need to follow this gentleman anymore. Yeah. If he wants to continue following us, he can f- fucking do whatever he wants but i've unfollowed him i don't need yeah. to see his updates he follows he, all crap 
Yeah, a, a lot of the people that are behind this shit. I mean, I don't know if Mignola does. I'd have to check on that. I don't think he gives a shit about us. I don't think us. so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, his wife commented on something, didn't she? Oh, yeah, he did. But it she was got like real in a snarky about, way. <laughs> yeah, it was very snarky and funny. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's a couple like, oh, of the creators have definitely followed us. and uh, That's cool. I tell you right now, when somebody like that, you, do, you, do you watch uh, Top Chef? By the way? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel- Did you watch this Melissa King season? Jessica is obsessed with it, so it's, like, always on. But, yeah, I watched her win. Yeah, I was obsessed with it this season, and Melissa King is amazing. And I posted how I, like, I want to have at least one meal in my life made by her. Hell, yeah. And she liked my post, and I lost my what? mind. Yeah, like... That's awesome. I mean, she doesn't know who the fuck I am, but the fact that she just saw it's a briefly. very positive thing. It's like a very positive, cool thing. And she's been winning. Isn't she the most winning, winningest top chef of all yeah. time or something? She like took the record on all like the little like uh, challenges. So, I mean, I if just, you I mean, ever go to, I mean, does she have a restaurant or is she just like a free? I mean, she's a freelance chef, right? Or something like that. Or something like that. I, 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 to- that's the wrong term for it. Chefs are probably really mad. It's like, isn't there some? Because like, it's like if you're you like work for other restaurants as opposed to like owning your own restaurant or something, right? Right, 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 right. I don't fucking know. I don't know shit about it. Me either. But but it's uh, fun yeah, when if it's you fun ever go, when people... I want to go. I want to eat that fancy food. Me too. I'll save up um, for a month and we can go there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be like. Whole paycheck just for a meal. That's wonderful. All right. Well, let's move on to why we're here for this episode and what we're excited about. It is Darkness Calls. I'm going to give it over to Kate. Tell us a little bit. Give us the specs for Darkness Calls and let's get into this wonderful story. Hell yeah. Uh, So written by Mike Mignola and illustrated by uh, Duncan Figredo with Mike Mignola, it says. I don't know if that's like for covers or like what part of it was illustrated by Mignola, but colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley. Boo. <laughs> originally published in, <laughs> originally published in, uh, uh, between May and November of 2007, Hellboy Darkness Calls number one through six. And, um, do you want to talk about the, in the like, um, prologue to the mold? No, that's glad. I'm okay. glad you brought it up. I was going to say this to the, for the listeners as well. Since we are going chronological, I'm sort of sticking to that like a little jerk. We're going to read because that was published in 2008. Um, So we're going to we're we're going to we'll we'll touch on the mole when we get when we get to it chronologically. Sounds good. Yeah. So first impressions is just like the art is so cool. Yeah. Duncan is. He's fucking great. Like it's it's really like such a perfect transition from Mignola's work to somebody else like it's like I don't know it's it's like a little busier I guess than Mignola's stuff like what what it kind of became in that same era that same like time frame because he's like really simplified his stuff down or like you know I always say this simple isn't the right word but he like condenses his style Mm -hmm. and Figredo's like kind of captures the same style but adds so much like texture and like additional line work but it's like not busy it's still so nice he has such a nice like balance of the black and the um not like white here but like the other areas 
Yeah, um, I agree. And I mean, as as we go through, I mean, a lot of that detail, I'll I'll definitely agree with you and call out because there's just these. You, you're nailing it on the head of like it doesn't feel busy, but it's like you just. I'm particularly thinking about the robe that like Hellboy's wearing when we first see him in this issue, and yeah. just you just feel the softness of it with just yeah. the visual softness, but it doesn't feel like. Duncan is struggling to convey that. It's just simple line work. Totally. And I love that. And like everything, like he get, I think what he's really good at is like composition. And Mignola obviously is so good at that, but like composition of the page as a whole and each panel. He gives you like a ton of detail. Like he'll give you a ton of detail on these like stone walls and the skulls behind it and all that stuff, but he still gives you places for your eye to rest like the shadow in that tunnel and the like circular area around the the, like font of blood that we have here in the middle Mm -hmm. and the blood itself in this bottom panel on the very first page yeah like it's uh it's got these little circles but it's not like hyper uh detailed within that it's it's like it just has good balance of detail 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 and then like f- completely black or completely one color area that yeah allows your eye to rest and like the fucking stairs on the second page i mean the blood on the floor like there's visually it's so damn cool yeah the stonework yeah. is amazing just For sure. all of that even on that and there's one. so much to live up to with mignola like doing little stones everywhere doing like carvings and stuff like that and yeah yeah I think he hits it he really hits it I um before we get into the details of the full story and I let you loose to do all that I love that the in the in the library edition that I'm going through with uh, as we record the dedication from Mike says for Duncan for Grado for taking over some of the heavy lifting and not a second too soon. sounds like he was ready for a fucking break yeah and i love it i love it because it does feel like he takes over like that heavy lifting on the art and what we're going to continually praise but it is like you can tell that it does give mike a freedom with the way he writes because he still has a simplicity to his writing but it's so dense there's so much in here (laughs) yeah so that being said Take us, take us, Kate. Let's I guess, too, this. he had, like, time. He's, like, yeah, he's pulling things from, like, all over, like, all different comics from all over. Like, uh, like we have, like, Igor Bromhead in the, or, uh, what do you say? Is that also Broom? Am I saying that fucking wrong? Brom- Bromhead? Yeah, I think he is Bromhead, like, Broom. I think his is, br- like, yeah, Bromhead, I think. Igor um, Weldon Bromhead. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting all kinds of stuff from there. We've got uh, we've got Hecate, of course, coming in, uh, and he's binding her because he knows her real name because she was betrayed by uh, by her lover by Vladimir Gurescu. So there's like tons of characters coming in from you know converging right in the beginning. It's like oh, this shit's all coming. We're starting to like tie all this together. Yeah. so that's like really exciting to be like, oh shit, cool. Like as a long time reader, you're like, this is fucking awesome. We're going to see all of this sort of like, not wrap up, but like 
come together a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, we get some really cool badass witches who are like your classic, like, uh, you know, sort of Shakespearean kind of three sister kind of witches. They're cool. They're like changing into birds and they're carving stuff out of Hellboy's horns that he tore off at the crossroads. Yeah. Just cool shit like that. Hellboy's getting drunk, hanging out, seaside. He washed up after, um, oh my God, I forget the title. But the last one where he was with all the sailor ghosts and he was bugging out and uh, didn't know what to the do. The island and all of that, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he washed up here, hanging out with his uh, old buddy. And he's kind of just like recuperating a little bit. His buddy gives, he's like, you lost your gun. Here, take my gun. It's from 1941. <laughs> it probably works great. <laughs> but it's a left-handed holster. So that's for you, bud. And he gives it to Hellboy. Uh, he tells him like, Trevor's proud of you, which is like an important thing i think yeah it's that's like also bringing that back like in the comics we haven't really heard about trevor in a long time yeah we haven't we just know that he passed and it sort of set off maybe a little bit of hellboy's trajectory onto his own journey because he sort of doesn't yeah. he didn't have his dad anymore to like guide him yeah so it's kind of that's another thing that's coming back from years and years ago like hey your dad's proud of you and he's like i hope so i find um, that i find this yeah. whole part with him and harry so like eerie there's like this eeriness yeah. to it there's i was like waiting for it to turn but it never did yeah. like i was waiting for like this guy to be you know some evil being pretending to be good because you just like hellboy just get, has been getting the shit under the stick for so so long mm -hmm. it's like when is this gonna turn on you i mean it turns on him later in this issue but um, thankfully this character doesn't turn on him. Yeah. I mean, and it's almost like that Trevor's proud of you almost feels like Harry doesn't know what's coming. I wouldn't say like, he's like part of what's about to happen, but it's almost as if Harry has some instinctual knowledge that something's that, I don't know. It's like he has a feeling that something big's going to about to happen to Hellboy or yeah. he's not And he says it in back. a way that's like, it's like he knows. He just says it like Trevor is proud of you as opposed to like, I think you're, you know, he would be proud of you or mm -hmm. so it's not like passive. It's very like he is proud of you. Like as the broom told him, you know, yeah, totally from the grave. So yeah, that does seem like a little <laughs> spine chilling. Um, and these witches are sort of like, they're levitating this little piece of Hellboy carved from his horn, kind of like conjuring something, something's up. Yeah. All these little cats are following Hellboy. He's walking through the woods smoking. There's like a creepy skeletal figure that's kind of like over his shoulder in the Ooh. periphery. Um, three weirdos show up and they're like, hey, I'm a traveler <laughs> like you. Ha come hang out with us. And they're talking about witches who died close to this spot. Uh, these three sisters who were killed by a witch finder. Um, Henry Hood. Yeah. yeah, Henry Hood. And they're like, yeah, it was like right around here. And they're like kind of talking about all the different ways that it's rumored that Henry Hood was killed. Uh, but they all end up the same way. His eyes were burned out with copper coins and he was buried alive. It's fucking so <laughs> sick. It's wild. 
these are like lyrics to a metal song or something. They're like really cool. <laughs> and yeah, we sort of see like a flashback of Hood like having the sisters hung. You get a cool witch curse. Henry Hood, I curse your black heart. No peace, uh, no peace in this life or the eh. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's it's fucking cool. Terrifying that they hear the creak of them getting hung. Their necks. Yeah, and breaking. then you hear yeah, the the like that's so that's such a cool feeling of like capturing that feeling of like being not that I'm in the woods at night a lot, but you know, <laughs> like if you're if you're like camping or something, you're like outside, you hear something, you're like, Ugh. Uh so it's cool to use that too. It like sets it in the real world. To a degree, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the sound of their breaking necks. And then these three weirdos run into the woods. And he was like, uh, guys, uh, hey, are you guys? What are you guys? It's kind of like trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. And they start like pouring a magic potion on the site of their graves. Meanwhile, I love this panel of like elsewhere. There are these three witches with the Hellboy talisman that they carved and it's like floating above them. Yeah. And I love that this crescent moon like draws your eye up to that statue in this panel. It's just fucking awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's and the, the idea of checking in with one panel and it's very clear why we're getting yeah. that information is uh, perfect. Like happening simultaneously and you get that it's just so cool like the putting it against the colors like it ha it has this sort of like like you have the bluish panel with the crescent moon slightly hidden by the clouds where Hellboy is and then right underneath you have the same obscured moon but with a different color scheme so you can like your eye quickly can tell, OK, this is this other location where this is happening, but it's happening the same time on the same night. Mm -hmm. And these two images are joined because the, the clouds are obscuring it in, in a similar way. And there's like leaves over here and there's bats flying over here. It's like just visually such clean storytelling. It's like it, it like it happens so well. It's so, so good that you wouldn't even notice it unless you're like two nerds like us staring at it for nine hours like it's just like really like you just blaze through it because you can like some yeah. comics this comic is so dense and some comics are dense as hell and it feels like a slog you're like oh god i gotta read this fucking like pair like this huge fucking chunk of dialogue and then look at all these confusing like like people try to like get really fancy with panels and like sometimes it works, but it's really hard and so it just makes it so it's like, oh, wait, which panel's next? This is like just clean. Like you're getting the story so fast yeah. to the point where like, you know, it would be a little confusing if you didn't have the dialogue, but you could kind of figure out what's going on here just on visuals alone. I agree. It's cool as shit. Um, and then the. Little humans start turning into these familiars. Like, this guy's a fully just a little frog in his shirt now. <laughs> He's like, uh, secret black and midnight hags, the quick and the dead. Like, all cool shit. Um, great shot of, like, this panel that, like, has the leaves erupting up. Like, such good motion, you know? You feel, like, where it's coming from. Yeah. This boom at the bottom, like, emanating from the ground. That's ah, fucking great. And then, of course, the witches burst forth and we see that, like, these three travelers are becoming more bestial. 
And that's the end of the first one. It's like this huge, cool shot of like the witches emerging from their graves. They gather for you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a perfect Hellboy cliffhanger. Damn. It's a great, yeah, it's so great. I'm I, like, damn, I, I just want to like go right, like immediately read the next one. Yeah. It's, and I, before we do go on to chapter two, I just want to, yeah. I want to really hit on what you said of like how wonderful this, this storytelling is because you're right. We're getting so much handed to us, but it's done in such, with such like grace and, and yeah. like, they're just offering up just enough to keep us on board, but also that like that mystery, that giving us like they're answering. We're wanting more because they're not giving it all to us, and it's right. it's crazy. There's so much going on with like the return, as you said, the return of Broomhead, um, and him literally taking control of Hecate. It's like wow. And I mean, they, they catch us up on reminding us of like, oh yeah, Broomhead got right. turned into half a fucking reptile simply yeah. by showing us. Like Hecate's like, show me your body. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, show I remember me your body. <laughs> and show then, me your body. Let's see that lizard body. And and then I, I mean that, and then these witches, and then giving us all of that, and then catching us up with Hellboy. And then meeting these weirdos. <laughs> I love, I'm calling them weirdos because that's what you label them and I love it. <laughs> but then giving us the history of them so quickly with small detail of, of, of dialogue and like a little bit of like in the, the, uh, the asterisks about the witch finer um, footnote is what I was looking for, the word footnote. But like yeah. giving us so much. I mean, because it's so interesting. You said like we see Hellboy see Hood as a corpse in the woods. We're like, ooh, what's that? Yeah. Then you get a little bit more information, and then it's like, oh, the corpse. Now we see the eyes. We can see right. that. Right. You see that they're the copper color. So it allows us as the as the reader just to put it together. There's never a moment where somebody says that's Hood. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. And I know that's like. Maybe it's, it's overstating like a show, don't it, tell. but yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and just the amount that they're telling and giving us every stretch of the way is, I uh, it's per as you already said, it's perfect storytelling. I absolutely so cool. love it. And it's just you get to have fun with these like three, like okay, so he's you're seeing Figredo also. Um, drawing a bunch of familiar characters, obviously Hellboy, but also like Igor and uh, Hecate. And like you kind of see familiar uh, locations that you're used to as a Hellboy fan, like a crumbling stone altar to witches. And you get to see like, oh, Figredo draws the shit out of this. And he's so good. <laughs> Check. Like, I don't have to be worried that Mignola's not working on this, uh, not drawing this book. And then you get to see him have fun with like new characters, too, with these weirdos who are like calling the witch forth and stuff. And with like, because like he does like really great um, uh, like poses and stuff, too. Like when the. When the one tall guy re like reaches into his pocket to grab the potion, yeah. his like little like witchy hands, they're like you kind of see that they're more claw like now. And like he's grasping it with these just these little delicate fingers. <laughs> um, it's really like fun, fun, new details. It just makes me so excited. Like, I think if you hear, oh, Mignola's not drawing Hellboy anymore. What a bummer that must have been. But then you get Figredo and it's like, okay, I'm immediately back on board. Yeah. And you saying that 
on the panel where right before um, Hellboy meets after the cats, uh, which is cute and delightful, all the cats. And then right before right when he sees the corpse, uh, Hood's corpse for the first time. I feel like that panel of Hellboy smoking in the woods and it has the storm along uh, where it's uh, in the bottom corner. Him, Him releasing that smoke from his mouth. Just the way Fogredo has the whole face structure is, and his jaw, particularly his jawline and his grimace there, it just makes me go like, just that alone makes me go, I'm in good hands going right. forward with Fogredo yeah. drawing Hellboy. Like he's super faithful to the look of Hellboy without straight up copying him. Mm-hmm. He's distinct. Like you could definitely tell like that's a Fogredo Hellboy, but it, it's still... He just, it's such a great balance. It really is. Of like honoring Mignola's look, you know? Yeah. I love this too. He has like where all the cats are following Hellboy. One's looking back at us. Like little unnerving details like that. (laughs) He's he's really fucking nailing. Yeah. It's like those little things of like, it kind of makes me think of the movie Shining. How like what's so creepy about that movie is that like things are constantly apparently moving throughout the movie or in frames that Kubrick constantly made you uncomfortable because something is out of place. And that's what you're right. Like just having one cat look back at us makes the viewer immersed into it and going like, it's like, ah, (laughs) they're going to get me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. These are creepy little witch cats. Great. Move it. Let's like, I I say, yeah. Chapter two, (laughs) chapter two. Chapter two. Uh, Yeah. Chapter two. Um, a Mignola cover here for sure. Yeah. And it's like a, I'm seeing it in the, uh, Omnibus Volume 3 edition. So it has the, like, the no color, no That's how the library is, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about those covers Um, in the future. Wink, wink. (laughs) Um, yeah, they're really cool. But, uh, yeah, so Chapter 2, we're picking up pretty much like a, a second after we left off the three witches who are conjuring like, or like kind of like calling Hellboy, I guess, or whatever their incantation is doing. Um, yeah. You know, they're further along Hellboy, the Hellboy horn carving is being like engulfed in flame now. And they're like waking up their sisters basically they're like calling other witches Mm -hmm. and then we see where hellboy is the witch is emerging again they're like slightly like all three of them are out of the ground now or about to be out of the ground (laughs) um i love this little part of the witches like acknowledging their familiars being like is that my pretty bird and that my sister's toad dear lady like they're like acknowledging each other you know they They've been separated for hundreds of years and they're like reuniting. It's like very, it's like a joyous moment for them, even though it's the fucking creepiest shit in the world. Like, (laughs) you know, like crazy, like glowing eyed skeletal witches emerging from the ground. It's like, holy shit. God, Um, all, all, every corpse with life that Fergredo creates here is so unique and so fun to look at. Oh yeah! Like anytime he like, does a close up on them, even the three witches are yeah, they're distinguishable from each other. Ugh, I love it. <laughs> it's 
So cool. Um, yeah, and Hellboy is just like, what? I I just want to go for a walk, and then out of nowhere pops Hood, and he starts stabbing. He's like, I told you, God said go to hell, and <laughs> so he's like stabbing, and then the familiars are like, well, that's we did our part, and they start turning completely back into a bird, a cat, and a toad. Which I believe we've, if I am correct, I think in Wake the Devil, perhaps or. This we saw these three creatures when like oh cool when wrath they're all like all the fairies and stuff are talking, and the bear and everything the Russian bear they're the three they're the three animals as well. Cool. Uh, uh, it's very fucking cool that it's all related back to the original. He's they're all just keep Mignola's just keeping it all tied in. Nothing is yeah. wasted. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's what you're saying. Like, there's so many layers, so dense, uh, bringing back, like, all of these different figures that we haven't seen in so long. It's just fun to, it's like, it's like, for the reader, it's like a, it's like a callback in improv or something. It's like a little, little, like, thing that makes your brain go, ooh, I solved this puzzle. I remember that thing. Yeah. And it's like, just... A set like a um, elemental kind of a thing that happens in your head with storytelling to <laughs> see these familiar figures. It's fucking cool as shit. Um, one of the witches hops on Hellboy and says, "Cousin, I doubt it." <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect Hellboy response! So it's like still funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the humor hasn't been lost. Yeah, I love it totally. And like you know, Hood is stabbing. And he's like, hey, buddy, I'm on your side. He's like, side? You're, you've are you got witch's blood. You're going to hell, too. Oh. And it starts stabbing at Hellboy, just like hacking away at his arms. The crow comes back, or Raven or whatever comes back and starts like attacking Hood's face. So Hellboy can kind of get a moment of relief. The witch is pulling Hellboy, pulling him away. She doubles down on the curse on Hood. She's like, yeah, a thousand times the curse that I said before. Remember that? <laughs> You'll have no peace in life. A nun in the grave as she goes flying off. So like a cool like exit line. And they're flying up, up, up into the air where they're joined by this huge congregation, this crazy giant flock of witches flying through the air on all kinds of cool shit like this is such a cool thing to look at. One's on a bench. One's on a, a goat. One's a bunch are on cats. A, a bunch are on brooms. One's cruising on her uh, cauldron, and one's like on a little stool. One's <laughs> flying with like a bundle of sticks. One, you know, it's just like all different methods of flying. I think that's like really really fun yeah one of them's like riding a giant bone. It's a wonderful. <laughs> yeah, just a huge bone. Uh, a pig, like all kinds of cool shit. Such a fun thing to look at. And they're like still simple enough to all fit on this page. Like these are such crazy. He's like, it's the same with Mignola. It's like you can get this image across really fast as like a simplified graphic looking image. That's not too detailed because the very fact that you have so many of them on this page that's the detail in itself. Like it creates this texture by having like 50 figures on here, even though each individual one is just like, there's not too much to them. That's, yeah. a, that's such a skillful thing. Like it's so cool to look at. Yeah. It's, it's also what I find amazing with Fregredo is there, I think he brings, I don't know if this is a purple soul thing for Duncan or not, but there's something where he brings a, a cinematic element to me. 
absolutely into into the Hellboy universe because like Mignola, I feel is full comic. Like it stands alone. I don't think they're. That's why I think we'll always be frustrated by what people when they adapt it is because I just don't think you can capture so exactly. Capture. Yeah, but Duncan sort of brings a thing where I'm like, oh, there's a cinematic element to it. In particularly, I think as soon as we hit this image and these panels with all the witches, it feels like frames from a, a movie. That why that yeah. establishes all the witches, we get closer to one of my absolute favorite panels, which is the close-up on the witch as she says, the midnight trumpet sounds. It's like, oh, that it feels it's almost it's just like the camera's moved in on it. I love it. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. You get yeah, you get that like that forward movement, dude. It's just like little it's really subtle shit like when they first emerge from the tree line, you like the image itself is balanced with the witches at the top and the busyness of the branches at the bottom. But the branches also serve as showing you the motion without having action lines because you see all the broken tree branches falling around. So you get the impression the broken branches are just getting like smashed up with them, like this explosion of branches as they fly through it. Um and then in the panel that you're talking about, when the midnight trumpet sounds, uh, this is such a cool, this shot is so fucking cool. They're all like facing one direction and it's like this vertical uh, diagonal movement. And it gives you the impression they're flying like right off the page. Like you're, you're following it, even though it's like a closer shot, mm -hmm. you still, it's such a, just a strong, and like the page overall, it's like, um. What's that fucking shit? Not the fucking Fibonacci. What's that like gold, golden ratio or whatever that I'm thinking of? Dave don't know. <laughs> Hold on, dude. I'm Googling this. Um, um, as you Google that, I, I want to I speak alto that I, what I love is that I think, I love that he got a new gun, but it's also once again is not... It's not used as or displayed to be a good tool of Hellboy's. It gets him in trouble. He uses yeah. it to get out of the grass, but it's also shows you like, yeah, but you used it in the worst amount of time. You don't just and it causes you to fucking fall out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. A gun is like not his friend in most of these. He like loses them very fast. Um, oh, yeah. OK, so the golden ratio is like I'm going to really just butcher what this thing is. So it's like a mathematical kind of a, um, it's like a mathematical bullshit, but basically it looks like a swirly swirl that's like swirling in on itself. And this page in particular, I think really fits that like from, uh, okay. Uh, page 51 on the, <laughs> on the omnibus volume three edition uh -huh. from the, from the bottom, right. You're following the explosion of the gun, the like blam, 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 but the line between the lighter like explosion-y part and the background, you're following that up and then you're following like where this moon and like this line of witches is and it swirls around back into the close-up witch. And that's like, she's kind of swirly herself with like her head at this tilty angle mm -hmm. and her hair flying back. So it creates like this full golden ratio. Like if you... Just Google it and you'll fucking see. It's like perfect. It perfectly fits that. And it just like really, I don't know, Figredo, I, I would love to 
talk about like master classes. Like I want to hear this guy talk about composing his pages and stuff right. in his panels. Like, um, yeah, I wish I could just like look over his shoulder and see like what that looks like. Okay. I love Anyways. that. <laughs> I know. I love that. That is wow. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like a fucking expert on this shit. I just, I'm just looking at it and can see, okay, this is clearly what he's following intentionally or not. It's just like, it's like a thing about like aesthetically pleasing shit falls into this like golden ratio a lot, right. like fucking the Mona Lisa and like the pyramids, like all kinds of shit is like uh, attributed to like, it fits in this golden ratio. But once you're like looking for it, then you kind of see it a lot, you know? Yes. It's like seeing something in a cloud. Maybe it's not there, but whatever. <laughs> I think but it's, it's definitely there, there for this I page. Think I think there. it's there for this page. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Like you said, Hellboy goes shooting, blasting, and then he falls like 300 feet into this <laughs> roof of this dilapidated church, um, gets knocked out, and when he wakes up, hey, guess what? You're surrounded by witches anyway, dude. And the witches who were like kind of calling all of these witches forth are there with their Hellboy talisman. And you get this cool shot of like light, the moonlight shining down onto where Hellboy's standing and this congregation of witches <laughs> with like a broken Madonna statue with like crows and shit all over it. Like really cool. Um, yeah. Evil looking shit. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of this, of the storytelling in here of knowing like, it's, I think this is a great, this moment in particular is a great display of controlling pace in a story on, in the, on these pages. Cause we yeah. start so there's so much kinetic energy up to this yeah. point, but right here, I love that it slows down after he Absolutely. wakes up, but then it also it allows us to take a breath because all he just stands up. We have a quiet pant, huge quiet half a page, and then he just says, "So what's your deal?" And it allows yeah. us to be like, "Oh, we get a breath to take in more information." Yeah, the pacing yeah. is done Absolutely. so fucking well. <laughs> and yeah, you get like yeah these moments of them just looking at each other, sort of like back and forth, like you said, so cinematic. It's just like. That his timing is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, yeah, let's get into it. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> they're like, uh, they tell about how uh, Igor used Gurescu's bones to find out the name, uh, Hecate's true hidden name that he can like uh, bind her with. Um, and they're like, remember all this, viewers and Hellboy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Remember when you fought Hecate and you killed her, but part of her still lived in her lover's bones? And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then she abandoned her lover's bones when Ilsa's body came along and was in the Iron Maiden with like iron skin. It's like, I don't know exactly why it works, but it works just fine. It's like Hecate has iron skin. And so when I there was a human it. heart inside of iron skin, she could go ahead and be in there. It's great. Uh, Triple goddess, queen of witches, no more. You get this like cool kind of chorus of witches backing up the main story with that little like 
interjections like that. Yeah, and I like that they're so unique, the three that say that in that bottom yeah, panel. they look so different. But then they feel like they're all, like, hive-mindy yeah. when they're doing stuff like that, where they're all, like, agreeing and they're like, triple goddess, queen of witches, no more. Like, Ooh. they're all telling the story, um, even if some of them are, like, silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. And so they kind of are showing you a little bit of background of Igor, like, Igor? Igor? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, I'll <laughs> go with either. <laughs> sure. Um, it's cool to see, like, Ilsa's costume, like, loose around this skeletal figure that used to be her. There's, like, all liquid in the inside of the... Uh, Iron Maiden, it's fucking nasty. This is one of my. Like, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, this is no, one no. of my uh, three favorite panels. I think in these two first two issues, um, one I love that that they're smart enough in the storytelling, Mignola, to like not give us this part yet until now because we were cut off with yeah. him just getting control of Hecate, but now we're like seeing what he's attempting to do. Yeah. And I don't know I what you were saying about her costume, Elsa's around those bones as she's taking out of the, the Iron Maiden. This whole three panel sequence of taking her body out, then put giving her over to Vladimir's bones, who are who's like my love, and she's saying no. So it's like, yeah, there's this weird, creepy lack of consent there. It's so creepy, (laughs) and it's also like cask of Amontillado. Like, have you? Yeah, and so they're getting like, right? That's exactly what I was thinking, and I was like, it's really to end on that wall being fully sealed is perfect. (laughs) Because she's like, she's like, listen, I want to continue to be Hecate, queen of the witches. I don't want to get locked up with my old boyfriend. Um, I love, too, the way that he renders the inside of this Iron Maiden. Um, it looks like it's been hammered, yeah. like, by hand. Like, when you hammer metal, it looks like that. It looks fucking cool as shit. And All these colors that Stuart's using. The greens from that pit and like the liquid coming out of the Iron Maiden, all of that. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's nasty. It's like glow in the dark, you know, it's fluorescent. But it totally fits in with with the rest of the page. I mean, really, we can't say enough nice things about Dave Stewart. (laughs) No. I think Dave Stewart, like, Dave Stewart needs to, I don't know, he needs to win as many awards as Mignola, I think. Like, he, it's just so good. Yeah, and it's and, and it, we, we've talked about it. It's anything he touches, because he's on other books right now that I'm just like, anytime he touches it, I'm just like, wow, you elevated this to another level. He has such an understanding for what it is, yeah. uh, for, like, the story. So, anyway, so now Hecate's gone, basically. She is contained and bound. Um Hellboy's like, good, she was a pain in the ass. What about Brahmid? And they're like, ah, ha, 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 fool. He tried to make himself king. And like, you know, this owl and this uh, hawk or whatever, this eagle are like uh, trying to convince uh, Brahmid to call down the moon. Yeah. And that's like too much for his little Weasley ass. (laughs) Like he can't, he's like trying to become king. In the absence of 
this queen. Yeah, and the witches don't come, clearly, because they're just like, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, they're like, they don't recognize him. They're like, no, you're like a half a lizard. <laughs> um, so they're like, but Hellboy, you're cool. Like, a mortal can't contain those powers, but you totally could. And your dad was the... Uh, your father was lord over the witches of Lancashire and Abbotsbury. One of the coolest panels right there. Yeah, that panel's fucking cool as hell. He looks awesome. Like, the, like, the angle, this, like, high up angle of him, like, looking down upon these witches is so, like, imposing. Just badass. Yeah. Uh, and I love to like you see the sort of swirls that are on Hellboy's right hand of doom are sort of all over this character. Um, his father, they're like swirly on his shoulders and in his chest and stuff. It's just like really cool looking <laughs> and like witches with like burning skulls being offered up to him. <laughs> what more could you ask for? It's really yeah. cool. Um, they're like, your mom was a witch. Who has more right to be king? Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're like, I guess let him go. Peace be between us. Shut up. How about this? I let you finish your little meeting and I won't shoot anybody or burn the place down. But tomorrow and they're like, they're like, okay, don't talk that much shit. Like, be careful, cousin. <laughs> Lest it be war between us. Fine by me. War. And the talisman from his horn cracks into a bunch of little shards and the witches are like oh, yeah taking it back hellboy strolls out of there i really love real quick on that oh. on that sequence of the talisman breaking i love that yeah. in this uh like one two three four five five sequences like it, you show the talisman break in the witch's hand then you get four panels of reaction from their glowing eyes. And then the last yeah. panel is so small. And all it is is darkness and the shards of the talisman in red. It's yeah. Woo. Like there's no going back yeah. from that kind of a thing. I love that choice. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. God, he's good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so they let him go. They're like, what have we done? This sucks. And they're like, how about we talk to Koku? And Coco shows up. <laughs> I don't know this character. I don't even know if they I, we summoned him. him. I think he just showed up on his own volition because they were just at a loss. And he's like, and you yeah. just hear this voice, if I may suggest. <laughs> yeah. Even if he, I, I think even like saying, it's maybe it's like that kind of like Candyman thing of like saying his name and he'll be like, hey, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> you called Coco? And uh, he's like this like fun little tiny old man. And he's saying like, uh, and we're like, who the hell is this guy? He's like, we've seen him before. Just, Part of the he's where if you go back, you remember when we see the fairies and the king of the fairies and all of that. Oh, he's yeah, there. he's part of that group. Goku's okay. been there. So I got to look. I gotta that's go why back. he is. who are about to get a return of a, a major character. He's associated with all of that when they showed. When she gets, when Rasputin gets his, um, gets him stripped of and put into a little, little, his soul gets put into a little, uh, whatever container for Baba Yaga. He, Goku's all, all around that. So is he, so when he refers to his mistress, is he talking about Baba Yaga? Yes. That's who he's talking about then. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Cause he's like, my mistress, uh, she's no longer on this world. She's like not on this plane or whatever, but, uh, so she can't like. Uh, claim Hellboy here, but if you offer Hellboy, she'll take him 
like offer him up and they're like, yes. And they say yes. And immediately Hellboy is like engulfed in this white light. And he he like suddenly appears on this other plane. Yeah. Where it's like all snowy and all Russian. And <laughs> yeah, like I, I it's like just like si- uh, fence posts yeah. kind of and like forest and nothing. What are you saying? Um, we'll probably get into this more in the next issue, but it feels like it's maybe supposed to be like the little I know about Russia is like the land is so vast. That's why yeah. armies have never like in the future not been able to invade is because it's just so vast even to get in because it would just yeah. be. This is like the Siberia yeah. area of it's <laughs> like just cold nothingness. Mm-hmm. And then we see like Baba Yaga hu- taking up this huge space of the page, like over half the page. Uh, finally, you've strayed from your narrow road to the wider world, and finally to me. And like, <laughs> I don't know why they do this part where it's like ten thousand years ago you took my eye. Does that mean it feel it's like ten thousand years in her realm? Yeah, I think that's exactly what cool. I think you're right on. It's like in her yeah. realm, it's been that long, whereas time, time has passed in the earthly realm, different. So yeah. Because they have immediately right under it, actually March 18th or 1960. <laughs> what I love about this page, um, too, is that it's a, it's a full page of for Baba Yaga. It's just that strip is covering in because even at the top, we see this her glowing skulls peeking yeah. through. So it's just. She's totally engulfing I him. I love that. Surrounding him. It's really yeah, like cool. her voice. It's as if he can hear everything she's saying. I love that. Right. Like it's a fucking surround sound speaker or something, <laughs> and he's just is booming in his ears. Um, and yeah, she's like, "I want your eye. You took my eye, and now I'm taking yours." Okay. And Hellboy sees these figures kind of approaching. You guys looking for trouble? I guess that's okay by me. <laughs> and Baba Yaga continues, "And your life, like, out of this skeletal, sort of like." I guess ancient Russian warrior. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm assuming it is without knowing why all my great Russian history. <laughs> yeah. My zero knowledge of Russian history. I guess just like the high pointy hat makes me Yeah, think. and it definitely is an ancient Plus it's, it's Baba, Baba Yaga, Yaga and... Russian folklore. You can you can put yeah. the pieces together. <laughs> yeah. Um it's fucking cool. They they look almost like Viking. Yes. To me. I, I agree. But I don't know the distinctions between those two cultures because I am ignorant. But yeah, but they, I mean, either way, they look like <laughs> old, it's ancient armor. Old, dead yeah. warriors. And I, I do love yeah. that they have no jaw, but Baba Yaga's voice comes out. Yeah, like a voice still emanates from it. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Creepy as hell. I love that. It's And that's the cliffhanger for the second hell issue. Hell yeah. How cool. So good. <laughs> these are great i'm so jealous um, i don't i mean any final thoughts because i think we did touch on or if you have favorite panels i sort of touched on ones as we went so but any any final thoughts or favorite panels or anything you want to point out or say about these first two i guess just uh reiterating Figredo's like great sense of like like uh, his um, poses for his characters like on page 55 of the omnibus where 
Broomhead is like reading a page of like a spell, but he's like half curled up like a lizard would Mm be. And then his hand is like doing that sort of like, you know, devil horn kind of thing. But it's like for he's like reading in that way. I think just his like hand positions are really interesting. He's like nothing is feel nothing feels stock like nothing feels like he's doing the same hand over and over. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. He's, like, doing his, like his thing has like a style that permeates throughout the whole thing, but each pose feels like very individual and uh, intentional, like just for that. Panel, yeah, I would. If that one hundred percent agree, and I, on the same pages as you're looking at. Hellboy's detail of him pulling out a pulling out a cigarette or a small cigar that yeah. his hand and then the detail of his hand lighting it and then his detail yeah. and then the next panel we see Hellboy him holding that all that handwork all the detail is specific to the action and and I and I think it yeah. only adds to what you're saying of like there is no stock there's nothing re- yeah. repetition it's all he's taking the time for everything to be, to have a grounded, I don't know what the words I'm looking for, but like a groundedness. It's there's such value to it. Yeah. It's like, he's just a true artist, man. He's like this, it doesn't feel, you know, he's not just cashing a paycheck with this comic. He's like, he's just really showing off everything that he can do. in in these two that we've read so far, totally. We get to see him drawing like Hecate with the snake body, all that cool shit. Uh, but it doesn't feel like repetitive. It's like still distinctly Figredo. The way Hellboy holds his cigarette, he like grasps it with his like he's not like smoking it like with two fingers up. He's <laughs> grabbing it with that's like how an old man smokes a cigarette. <laughs> like that's like how my dad smoked a cigarette. Like he would grasp it like that with like his other fingers. Wow. I love that detail. Like, yeah, it's like it's little things that are like he's really paying attention to the character and bringing it out in the visuals in a in a cool, cool way. Yeah. All the different variations of the witches. We've talked about that, but they just look like they're from different parts of the world. They're not just totally full, like a copy of a copy. I love that. And they're in like various states of decay. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that his energy work. It's 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 a, it's like what we've seen from like the energy around the talisman at the beginning of the chapter two. That's very yeah. like reminiscent of 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 Mignola's work, but it's just his own as well as the same energy that's coming off of at the end of chapter one when the witches burst from the ground. Yeah. It's all reminiscent, but it just has that very unique Fagredo touch. You can tell the difference totally. between him and Mignola side by side. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited for the to continue reading it and to hear your thoughts as we continue to read it. Same. <laughs> wow. That's all I can say. Wow. And I don't really have much to suggest. We normally, we haven't done a, I feel like we haven't done a suggestion segment for a long time, but why not? Oh, yeah. I just want people to go watch Witch Stuff, the movie Witch or Witch. Uh, yeah, I, I love, love that movie. I think... If you so haven't good. seen the original, watch Suspiria and then watch I've, I'm a huge fan of the the like I would I don't even want to call it a remake cuz I think it's more of an adaptation of the original but this is the 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 guy uh the one with Tilda Swinton Suspiria from like I like both of me them. Me too. I love both of yeah, them. Yeah. I think they're both really good. Um, they're yeah, they're very 
different from each other. That's a good way. It's like it's like Mignola versus Figredo. Yeah, that's a great comparison. I think you should watch two. I think you shouldn't watch one and the yeah. other. I think you should now watch both. Um, and then <laughs> I would love and then go watch the old Witches with Angelica Houston. Uh, that old movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the witch when they take off their skin and reveal themselves. It's great special effects. It's nasty. Yeah. Very gross. I haven't seen Witches of Eastwick in a long time. I would love I to watch that. I think we mentioned we, we it on the last episode. We talked about it for a second, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember as uh, a kid yeah. thinking it was so fun because it was used to be like a Saturday mo- morning movie on TV. That's funny. <laughs> but also like I felt cable. like I shouldn't be watching it, even though I don't know if there's anything in it. It's like a little sexy, but not really. Like there's like, <laughs> it's a weird movie tame. from what I remember. Yeah. Probably a lot of tame sexuality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh oh, play Last of Us 2 if you have a PlayStation 4. And hopefully you've played Last of Us the first one. <laughs> it's like so fucking cool, man. It's so cool. I wish I wish I mean and I like want to like make you play it or something, but I don't know how I could do one that. One day. It's, one day. Yeah, like when the PS5 comes out, the PS4 will be like 100 bucks. Well, maybe not. Use. I'm not going to buy an old system. <laughs> How dare Sorry. you? I just wish that they, well, they just, yeah, whatever. I don't know. That they what? That the w- PS5 is going to be backwards compatible. So. Oh, will it be? Great. Then yeah. I'm on board. I hate when things are just like, well, that doesn't play anymore. Only backwards compatible to the PS4. That's like, fine. Like you can't I, play like PS3 games, but you can't even fucking play PS3 games on the PS4. Yeah. So. I haven't, that was the last one I had was PS3, but I when I moved, last time I moved, I just got rid of it. I gave it away. I have every PlayStation I've ever owned. I should stack them up like a snowman. You should. <laughs> I love, I fucking love PlayStation. They're great. I'm not saying, I just fell out of playing games on the regular. So yeah. I get it. it I mean, it's a huge time sink. Like, you know, if you want any level of productivity, it's like hard to do both. <laughs> so it's probably smart. I love it. Um, but yeah, but if you guys already have a PlayStation 4 and want to waste your time, do it by playing like one of the coolest games I've ever played yeah especially if you like stealthy games like it's a big stealth game if you if if your favorite part of metal gear was sneaking around (laughs) then you'll love this this one's for you i love that big time um i think the only other thing i could suggest for our listeners um i'm currently making my way through the immortal hulk which was um the can like in Marvel Universe, uh, it's a, it's like after Banner was spoiler killed, uh, supposedly or was killed and then brought back f- by uh, Hawkeye because Banner him. Now it's like a Immortal Hulk is, has a couple of volumes out now. It's quite a ways in. I'm in like trade four currently. I'm really loving it. I, I bring it up because I think it's it, it blows up a whole world. For Hulk, it's beyond just Gamma, and it's like there's a Devil Hulk. It explores this idea that when he was created, that a, a green door was open into the world. There's a there's a whole issue where they cool. go to hell and stuff, and it's fucking great. I like the art. That sounds trippy. The artist, I mean, the writer is great. Al Al Ewing and Joe Joey Bennett, inker and colorist Rue Ru, Jose and Paul Mounts. It's, it's the whole team is great. And uh, I highly suggest it. This looks awesome. So I've been reading it on Hoopla, you know, our sponsor. 
Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I could suge- suggest right now. But uh, again, hope you're all rereading Darkness Calls with us because it's fucking a great read. But we want to hear from all of you listeners. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, Duncan Fregredo and Mignola working together and as well as Dave Stewart. Um, you can tell us any thoughts about anything we've covered on today's episode or in the past. You can do that by emailing us at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. Um, as well as you can follow us on Twitter, awcraphellboy, Instagram um, at awcraphellboypodcast. As well as please give us a, a rating and a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. But if it is on Apple Podcasts, if you give us a five-star review that starts with the word boom, we will give you a shout-out. We'll we will read your review right here on the show and praise you for it. We call that boom reviews. So we hope to see those and read those. Um, but email us. We love hearing from all of you. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and thanks for donating money, everybody who donated money. Yes. Um, that. Thank you for being involved in that. Even if it was like five bucks or something, like it still really helped. Like every little thing helps, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with Kate on that. It, even though our feed is back to, to normal. Remember, Black Lives Matter. That's forever and always as we move forward yeah. and for change. And we still post about stuff. Yeah, like, please, you know, we will. Keep, like, Brianna Taylor trending and shit. So Hell yeah. The people who shot her to death in her house get fucking some sort of, like, repercussions for it. Oh, then. shit. Defund the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they're, we're going to keep that up on our feed as well uh, and yeah. stories and stuff, so we hope you do the same, but thank you all via the... At this time, I haven't been able to get to the mailings because we're we're sending some st- stuff out to those who donated as well as the the winner. That I haven't been able to get that out yet, but I will notify you that that's on its way. Um, but that's it. I love. Cool. Uh, we love doing this for you guys. We'll see you next week, and remember, we love you. Okay, I'm starting, Beth. Go ahead. (laughs) Creaks and everything. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a ghost. That's a ghost video. I'll do a ghost video. I live with a ghost. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.